Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here and it is Saturday morning, which could only mean we're talking NASCAR with Phil and Steve. What's going on, Phil? Uh, Arch, we own... This twelve forty four a.m. time slot. <laughs> Jesus, there is Christ. nobody. There is nobody that does it better than us at twelve forty four a.m. talking NASCAR. That's right. Oh boy, Steve, what's going on, man? What's up? I don't think I've ever heard you say Saturday morning before. This is uncharted territory. I think. Yeah, the day the day really got away from us. <laughs> but this is when you're at your best, Steve. We we know that to be fact. That's true. I believe. Um, this was, uh, what, what, golly, we actually, we, I don't know. Did we have a good weekend last weekend? I think that was when I had no. the Friday off, wasn't it? Yeah, no, we, 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 had, a, we had a little bit of a downer weekend. Nah, but, yeah, we'll get into that, right? Yeah, but listen, I wasn't wearing my lucky socks. I didn't, I didn't want to jeopardize or use up any luck on just a, you know, a truck dirt race and a Formula One afternoon race. It didn't feel right, so... I got the lucky socks. They're washed. They're ready. Tomorrow's huge. We got SRX, Xfinity, and then cup qualifying. And then Sunday we have have the cup race. So I'm busting out the lucky socks all weekend long. All right. The full weekend for them. SRX is tomorrow or Sunday? It's tomorrow. So oh, okay. strap in. See, I'm, I'm, you're doing the SRX stuff. Um, Honestly, I haven't even been following like what time that is or anything because I can't even bet on it. So, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, can't find lines either. That. I can't bet on it either, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, it's just they 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 want the articles. I guess there's some people out there that can bet on it. So, you know, who better to ask than us? That's true. All right. Yeah. So, what are we? Where are we starting? What are we doing? Yeah, uh, tomorrow morning. Well, afternoon, I, I should say. We've got the Xfinity series and they are in Nashville this weekend, man, the home of country music. And uh, it's a 1.33 mile track. So it's kind of an oddball. It's concrete. So that's also makes it unique and it's uh it's flat. So uh, Steve, what, what does that, what does that uh, mean in terms of handicapping? It means it is going to be pretty difficult to find tracks that are comparable to Nashville. Um, you kind of got to look at a couple different ones and kind of mesh everything together and see where you can kind of pick and choose uh, where people's strengths are. Like for concrete, you got guys that are pretty good on concrete surfaces. Uh, you got, got like Chase Elliott. You got um, Almarola comes to mind. Almarola for sure. Um, Den- I'm, I'm looking at Denny Hamlin a little bit. He was really good at Dover. Uh, just so that's that, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is who's good on the flat tracks. So if you can find somebody that's good on the flat tracks and good on concrete, uh, looking at Christopher Bell, Denny Hamlin again, uh, Amarola again. So kind of like 
kind of, that's the kind of how, how we're kind of measuring who's uh, who should flex their muscles a little bit more this weekend. Uh, but again, you got the the length of the track. It's uh it's just about a mile and a half. So you kind of have to look into the the oval intermediate program too. So you can't, it's, this is really uh, kind of a um, a lot of factors in going into uh, capping this one. Nice. Well, let's start off with the Xfinity series. Now, uh, when we were putting this this preliminary pre practice card together for the book club. Um, it was very, very light. After watching today's practice, uh, what did you see? I, I, I know we saw uh, the dinger. He was impressive. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that. What what happened to Colleague in this time off? Yeah, it's a, I was kind of thinking um, what can happen when you, you get some time off. You kind of have these teams be able to prepare a little bit more if they're behind. And uh, if you're ahead, you kind of uh, you, you may get a little bit lax and just kind of uh, take some time off and recharge the batteries. And then you come back and all of a sudden your uh, competition caught right up to you. And that's what we saw today <laughs> in the practice session with colleague racing. All of a sudden we see A.J. Amendinger come off the, off the truck and he's, in, he's out in P1. It's pretty incredible to see. Yeah, so we uh we grabbed the dinger at twelve to one, uh, because DraftKings left it up for a few minutes. What um do do you like dinger at ten to one now at, at the current odds? Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at the practice times here. Um I think he ran a pretty decent amount of laps. Um yeah, he ran second, third most laps out of anybody in the field, so uh, even with that in mind, he's still he's still up there around fifth or sixth with all those laps run. He's on top of the board for a, a, a single lap run, so that means he should be good in qualifying. And it's going to be very important to have a track position. We've seen AJ be strong all season qualifying, and then he kind of uh, backs up a little bit. But uh, if if he can get out, uh, get grab a pole, and uh, have this long run pace that we saw today, he's going to be pretty dangerous, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And uh, just a little bit more telling, um, Hemrick was pretty quick too off the truck. So I think Colleague as a as a whole found some speed over this this two week hiatus. So um, really looking forward to them maybe pushing Junior Motorsports and hopefully. Uh, I mean, because the books have kind of caught up to this blind fire on on junior motorsports drivers, and they've been pairing them up against each other. Like we, we've got mm. an Allgaier versus Gregson matchup that neither one of us wanted to see because those are both play on guys. So um, hopefully, colleague can catch up here and uh, get a little bit more disparity in the the matchups. That's that's uh, was my first thought. Yeah, for sure. You made a great point about Hemrick. Um, right off, out of, right out of the gate, I saw uh, the Dinger out front. I saw Hemrick right behind him, and I even saw Landon Castle inside the top ten. Uh, Castle has kind of been a guy that that third colleague driver there that he's kind of been pulling up the back of the train there. He's been running quite a quite a ways of behind his teammates and Hemrick and. AJ and even he was out there running inside the top ten practice. So I I I always look at that and and see like how the like the worst teammate is running and I feel like that really gives you a good barometer of where like the team is progressing. 
we saw that with Bubba Wallace this year, and we'll, we'll get to him, but he started to run well this year, and then that, that kind of makes you kind of look and see, like, maybe this team really meet, really is finding their stride, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great point, because I did not know you did that. You looked for the, the weakest link in the chain to see how the team was doing overall. That mm. is a, a nice little nugget, I think, um, and something I'll have to consider going forward, because that that did not even cross my mind. So that is why you are the brains of this operation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like the strategy because if you take the worst driver and find out that the car is running well, um, and I I just I just say it this way: if you take the worst driver and find out they're running well, uh, the the performance of the car must be improving. So, yeah, man, that's that's solid. So, um, what are we what are we looking at for the the card? All right, so we're we're betting Dinger to win. Uh, was there anybody else that you wanted to to bet on the win here? Yeah, we were on Sam Mayer uh, kind of before the practice sessions today. He was at plus 1,000, uh, pretty widely available. I don't know what he's at now. I'm looking still, right Still 1,000, static. Yeah, yeah, no real movement there. Um, I, I, again, I, I would say that Sam Mayer probably is that low guy on the totem pole at Junior Motorsports. But like I said – that organization is fielding the best cars this year so far. So I look at that and I see, I basically see a car that says junior motorsports on it. And so I bet it outright. Uh, pretty simple. Um, yeah. Nice. And we, we, uh, we wrote an article today about Sam Mayer uh, being a top five play at plus plus one twenty. So that, that came our way a little bit from plus plus one ten. Um Mayer, he's finished in the top, top five, I believe. Seven out of the last nine races, uh, he missed the last time out. Last time we saw him was in that monsoon Portland road race, and he was 38th. So that's a bad data point. Who cares? So seven out of the last eight that we can that we can count. Um, so it kind of it kind of rings true, Steve, to what you were saying that that car and Junior Motorsports as a whole has been the strongest team that you want to back. Mayor, if you can get plus money on that top five, bet it for sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm looking at the ten lap averages. I'm not even sure if he ran uh, ten laps or not. I don't see him on the charts, but yeah, I'm looking at some other data. He's around seventh or eighth. He's he's like right there below Hemrick. Um, but we've we've seen his teammate um, Justin Allgaier. I mean, he's always struggling in practice, and we'll get to him too. But I don't. I don't really. Think it's that big of a deal to see him a little bit off in practice. Uh, I just feel like uh, that's not really what junior motorsports goes for. But when you look at guys like Colleague uh, and see speed in practice, that, that kind of opens up your eyes and a little bit because they haven't shown speed in practice the whole season. Um, it's it's normal for you know junior motorsports to struggle in practice, but it's it's definitely not normal to see Colleague racing kind of unloading with the speed they had today. So that's, that's kind of where my thought process is. Nice. Uh, so we were also on in the book club, uh, Riley Herbst over Austin Hill on DraftKings. Now we got that for plus 115. It is plus 105 now. This one was was tough for me to write about in the article. In fact, you had to bail me out. You had to give me some some tips on what to look for. <laughs> so what what did you tell me? Tell tell the the audience here. Well, I mean, I don't want to take all the credit here, but 
Um, I mean, Riley Herbst is somebody that you look at and you think, where does he excel at? Um, and it's it's kind of not it's it's kind of geared more towards the short tracks, um, specifically the flat tracks. I would think specifically the flat tracks. You look at his data, his finishing positions um, at Phoenix, at Richmond. Uh, they're usually all inside the top ten. Uh, Herbst is a guy that likes to get into a lot of trouble. He he wrecks quite a bit. Uh, I feel like that kind of minimizes that a little bit when he goes to like these flatter, uh, short tracks that are a little bit lower speed. But um, I, he's kind of like kind of like a guy that like Chris Rebell that kind of excels when it comes to um, just this track type. I, I I realize it's a higher speed flat track, but using that premises and looking at how Austin Hill, the other side has fared when it comes to flat tracks. Um, Roddy Herbst has been, it's kind of had his, has not had his number on these types of ovals. So mm. by, by a decent margin too, I've been, he's been inside the top 10 Herbst that is. And uh, Austin Hill has kind of been outside the top 15 for the most part when it comes to this track type. So that's kind of where I'm getting that. And, and you're getting a very good number at plus 115. It's now plus 105, which is still a pretty good number. I, I would say he wins that uh, decently over 50% of the time. So. Yeah, I, I like to play a lot after after digging into it. Um, Herbst, at, at all the, the comparables that we talked about, Dover, uh, he was better. Um, the, the only outlier, I think, was, uh, what was it, Richmond? And that, that was because Herbst wrecked, I believe. I think, so. it was, uh, I think it was Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Phoenix. Uh, and their driver ratings were nearly identical. And, and Herbst finished 21 positions behind Hill. So... Herps drove a better race, just didn't get the result. So I really like, you know, after digging in, like you said, Herps over Hill. Hmm. Uh, is there any other any other matchups that you, you see that we should be we should be betting? Well, we we see that the lines got reposted, shuffled around a little bit. Um, Ty Gibbs before the practice session was plus one hundred uh, with Josh Berry. Uh, we got Ty Gibbs here uh, with uh, with Gibbs. Uh, yeah, I should say Joe Gibbs racing because it's got the same last name, you know, whatever. But Josh, Josh Berry was a little bit off the pace today. I was kind of disappointed to see that. But again, like I said before, uh, Josh Berry, if you look, if you look into his practice data across the season so far, he's always been behind in practice. I, you always see him, see him around there, sixth, seventh place. And then he unload. He, he takes the green flag and he just drives to the front. Um, not to mention, I'm looking at his pit crew. Uh, they tend to gain quite a few spots on pit road, so that track position is going to be really important uh, in gaining those pit that pit road advantage there. So really, I, I don't I don't know if that's a play for me on either side. Looking at that now with minus one ten both ways. Do you have any thoughts before we move on from that? Uh, I I would have leaned Barry just and and it's nothing because of the metrics like you said there, there was nothing to to point at and say Barry's going to dominate but Barry's just been more consistent this year. Uh, Gibbs has found some trouble last year. He was you know he was like the the favorite every week and for good reason. He took the thing to the front and he stayed there. But this year he's been finding trouble. Uh, you know, on pit road or 
tangling up with a mid-tier team and and getting set back and then you know being a set of tires behind like it, it seems like every time we bet on ty gibbs something disastrous happens and i am not interested in sweating that out so <laughs> if i'm gonna bet it i'm gonna bet josh barry and uh we'll, we'll we'll just leave gibbs out of it yeah Yep, I agree. We, I think there were, I mean, there were certain times we were betting uh, Ty Gibbs uh, at seriously large juice at um, road courses. Uh, we just, he was just so consistent. He was a guarantee, but like you said, he's run into a lot of issues this year. So, yeah, let's just pass on, uh, move on from that. This, this one I like a lot. I, I, not a lot, I should say, but I'm looking at Justin Allgaier over Noah Gregson. Um, oh boy. Junior yeah. Motorsports on Junior Motorsports Crime here. Yeah. Um, you're getting minus 105 on there for Allgaier. Um, we've seen Allgaier be really, really fast at intermediates. I mean, this track is a 1.3 mile. Um, and, and he, it, it's like a hybrid. So we've seen Allgaier. He's good at short tracks. He's very good at intermediates. Uh, so you got a flat intermediate track. So you're kind of covering both grounds there with Allgaier. Uh, and Allgaier has been better when it comes to the pit road data. He's faster on and off and just matches up really well. Uh, I, in the practice session today, he was kind of running in traffic. So the data that you look at when it goes to the practice session may not really reflect the speed that he's had. And he's been struggling in qualifying pretty badly and the practice sessions this year. So he's a guy, don't look at the practice data. Don't look how he qualifies. If you want to wait till after he qualifies 15th, <laughs> I'm okay with that too. So if you want to wait on that tomorrow, I mean, go ahead. That's fine with me too. Cause he'll drive to the front most likely, even though he qualifies bad. There you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm down for that. I hate betting against Noah, but it, it makes sense in this, situation if if he's going to be matched up against Allgaier at a fair price yeah it's it's hold your nose and bet on bet on Allgaier yeah. uh does that does that round out the the Xfinity card for us I think so um that's all I have at the moment at these current lines but one more thing um on, on Gregson he practiced Second, um, and for like a one lap, a one lapper there. Um, I, I think the sports books really overvalue the one lap um, times. Uh, I don't think you, need, you look at practice data and be like, oh, this guy ran second because he, Sheldon Creed, for example, he ran a qualifying lap on his final on his final lap. And he was clearly ahead of the rest of the field, but that's only because he was on sticker tires and he pretty much taped the tape. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Picked up the car and that's why he ran so fast the one lap. So one lap doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I like all guys long run pace. Nice. So all right. I, What's up? Go ahead. I got a lean. I'm just going to... AJ Allmendinger minus one thirty over Brandon Jones. Uh, just to continue leaning on uh, the Dinger there minus one thirty. I think it's still playable. Uh, Brandon Jones wasn't all that fast in practice, and then his teammate uh, Daniel Hemrick is plus one thirty against Ryan Priest. We saw Ryan Priest win the truck race tonight uh, in pretty impressive fashion. But you get Hemrick here at plus one thirty. I, th- I feel like that's a, that's a pretty decent price. You want to play that. Uh, Henrik showed pretty good long run pace. Um, Priest did too, but I think they're pretty close. I think plus 130 there is reasonable. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, let's, let's talk Turkey. We, we, got a, we got a pretty extensive cup card here to break down. Um, for the winners, we're, we're, we're taking a whole unit and a half, which is a lot for Ooh. us. Yeah, and we're splitting it up amongst a like a seven a seven headed spear of drivers. So we're going uh, Daniel Suarez thirty to one, Briscoe thirty to one, Almarola fifty to one, Sindrick at sixty to one, Ricky Stenhouse sixty to one, Chris Busher two hundred to one. That's ridiculous, and Cole Custer at two hundred and fifty to one. Any of those drivers you want to talk about, Steve? Well. I, I don't know where to start, to be honest, but um, if you want to start at the top with Daniel Suarez, I just work your way down. Um, we cashed a nice ticket uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was hard to believe that was a couple of weeks ago already. Time's moving quick, but he uh, won his first race at Sonoma. Is really impressive run there. Uh, didn't practice all that well today, but he's shown pretty good pace this year on the intermediates. Um, Trackhouse racing is really strong this year, as we've seen week to week. So really, that's just a numbers play there at 30 to 1. Uh, not too much more to say about Daniel Suarez. He, he's got the monkey off his back. Uh, that first win's always the toughest one. We've seen it with Reddick this year. We've seen it with Logano this year. Once you get that first win, you kind of get some momentum going. I feel like now's the time. Maybe you want to back Suarez a little bit here. Yeah, I I love Suarez. And um, we saw with Ross that after he got his first win of the year, um, you know, the second one wasn't too far behind it. So I I still have FOMO with Daniel Suarez. So uh, that that team has been fast all year long. Yeah, I mean, 30 to 1, that that seems 
that that doesn't seem like recency bias at all. That's kind of what I was expecting. So I'm I'm happy to see 31. And I'm I'm in. Sign me up for that. All right. I that next one I got Chase Briscoe at 40 to one. Now I'm not ex- I'm not so excited about this anymore because we saw practice session today. Uh, the forwards were uh, disgustingly slow. <laughs> There's yeah. no other way to put it. It, it was it's it pretty hard to watch, actually. Um, I don't I don't think I would bet this one at this point, but we're in on, we're in on it. Uh, Chase Briscoe, uh, he was pretty good at Phoenix. If you look at comparable tracks, uh, Chase Briscoe won at Phoenix, which was a somewhat similar layout to this in that it's flat. Uh, you got a decent amount of braking going on at Phoenix. You got shifting. You got all the components there that made Chase Briscoe uh, have success at Phoenix. Hopefully uh, that in the race trim that carries over, he was 17th on a 10-lap average today. So a little bit off the pace there, but it's it's just practice. Uh, hopefully we don't need to overreact to practice. We've seen that this year. So... Hopefully yeah. it'll be okay there with Chase Briscoe. Yeah, I mean, he, he finds a way to the front. Um, and then um, for the top fives, we're looking at Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin, both at Sugar House were the, the best odds there. Or Cosimo, if you're in Canada. Cosimo, baby. Cosimo. Um, and then top tens, also Sugar House and DraftKings mix. Shop them at your leisure or join the book club and we'll tell you where to go. Uh, Suarez, Almarola, Sindrick, Stenhouse, and Busher. So, uh, anything stick out there, Steve? Yeah, well, I, I added a couple plays. Um, I, I've got to talk about Bubba Wallace a little bit here. Um, I guess to go along with that, I added uh, an outright on Denny Hamlin as well. I guess go ahead and talk about the Toyotas a little bit then since we're going down that route. Uh, Denny Hamlin was very strong at Dover, I think he had the best car this year. Dover was the other track that was on concrete. Um, pretty wild race he had over there at Dover this year. And he he had the fastest car. Uh, he, he had the issue with the tire. The tire being him off pit road, lost the tire. He went to the back. Um, drove back up to the front. And then... Had another issue with a back marker. I believe it was Cody Ware. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Cody Ware. Uh, took him out. Had damage. So that was. Tw- I mean, that was twice. So two problems he had at Dover. But I think he wins that race if he doesn't have his issues. So you, tra- you translate that over here to Nashville. Uh, another concrete surface should do him wonders. Uh, Gibbs has been pretty strong on the um, inter- intermediate ovals this year. And then you look at uh, his team there that he owns with Bubba Wallace, 23-11. Bubba Wallace was nutty fast today in practice. It was ridiculous. It was <laughs> At one point, he was two miles an hour faster than than second, which is That's absurd. Impossible. No, you, you, you don't see it. I, yeah. It, you know. He must have hit the NOS button or something, but that car was fucking fast. And uh, book club members, what up? We're on it at 100 to 1 to win. 
and he's 32 to one to win right now. So we got $68 in value. It's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, Steve. I, I just got really excited is all. Oh, I, I Bubba Wallace. What more can you say about him? I mean, he's, I remember going to Dover. I've been to Dover multiple times. Uh, he was quick. I'm, uh, Phil was with me at that race. Uh, Bubba Wallace was, I believe he finished inside the top 10 that day, a couple of years ago, back when the team wasn't really doing all that well. Now this year they have Kurt Busch kind of helping out Bubba there. I really think this is the time where Kurt Busch is starting to um, mold Bubba Wallace into the driver that he has the potential to be. And we're seeing this. We saw it, I believe it was Charlotte. His car was extremely fast. And you saw today he's first in a one-lap best time. And he's first in a 10-lap average. And that's not by a small margin. He is he's the best car on a 10-lap run by three-tenths of a second over Kyle Larson. And he did that later on in the practice session. He's, he, that was from tw- lap 26 to 35. So he was doing that recently, you know, at the end of, at, at the, end of the practice. So he was happy with the, the interview. Everything was good. Um, he's still 30 to one. And I think that's a super bettable number. I bet his top 10 at plus 130 and FanDuel. That feels like a pretty, pretty good play. We we just need one thing to happen to Bubba Wallace. We can, we need his pit crew to come through. He's had serious issues with his pit crew on pit road and we need that pit crew to shine. That's one a, time, that's, you know, one, one time for the race boys. That's not a small concern. Yeah, no, that's a it's a big concern. They they they're bad. You know, that's that's a bad crew. And you think Michael Jordan would would finance some talent? You can't afford Not the grease the monkeys. Yeah, yeah. But here we are, here we are begging for a fast pit stop or two. But yeah, no, it's, it's a great play. And he was like, it's just unreal how fast he was. So hopefully that translates to Sunday for sure. Uh, I think I think uh, Bubba just for some reason just translates well to the concrete uh, for whatever reason, I guess he's kind of, he's kind of got that dirt racing background and this weekend is, is going to be extremely hot. And I, I talked about this a little bit. Uh, the groove is going to be moving around constantly as the day goes on. You got to know, you got to be good in the bottom, good in the middle, good at the top. It, it's just like dirt racing. You got to be able to run multiple lanes and it's, it's going to be changing all the time. So the, the guys that I, I like the guys that are good on dirt. So the guys I'm talking about regarding that are Chase Briscoe, Christopher Bell, Bubba Wallace, um, Kyle Larson. However, I don't like Kyle Larson this weekend, uh, even though he is, he's got that dirt background. He's, he doesn't have his crew chief. He doesn't have his Jackman or tire changer. He, they are suspended for four weeks for the tire getting away. So I think that Cliff Daniels is a really important aspect to that team. He's a very good coach and motivator. So if he doesn't have Cliff there, he's not going to have his whole pit crew there getting in on and off pit road quickly. I think that's a liability. So I like all those dirt guys I talked about, except for Larson this weekend. Yeah, I mean we're we're fading him in in both matchups on on uh, DraftKings. We're taking Chastain over Larson and Kyle Busch over Larson. So. Now he is such a short favorite. He absolutely dominated last year, but this is this is a whole different different set of things. I mean, it's a new car. Um, we've seen a lot of tire issues this year that that didn't happen last year. And in last year's race, 
it was long green flag runs. We, I think we saw two green flag pit stops. So this year that, that has been just incredibly rare, uh, a green flag stop. You know, you get to lap 25 or 30 and, you know, a tire is coming apart for somebody. They, they started with too low of air pressure and wore it out prematurely. So I don't think we're going to see any green flag stops. Um, and, and it's going to put that, that Larson crew to the test and they'll be under fire and they'll need a money stop. And I don't think it comes. So I, I love the Larson fade this weekend. So he'll probably go out and win and lap the field twice <laughs> because of that. But yeah, I'm, I'm fading Larson. I don't think there's any doubt that he'll be fast on the track, but if he loses two to three spots every time he comes down to pit road, then that's going to be a, a, you know, a significant issue there. Yeah, we'll have to start calling him Ryan Blaney. Ah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, man. I, I just got to – I got to make one more point here regarding that, that the dirt track stuff. Uh, look how Ricky Stenhouse ran here last year at this track as well. Uh, and Ricky Stenhouse is another dirt guy, and he – I don't know where he finished last year. I think it was in the top three or something, though. Uh, actually, Dover, Dover. Uh, he ran well here at this track last year. Anywhere he ran well at Dover this year, uh, the other concrete track. So I feel like uh, the concrete surface translates to multiple grooves. Uh, multiple grooves equals dirt racing experience. So you can do the simple math there. Uh, all the guys that uh, run well on dirt should run well this weekend because of the heat, because of the rubber laying down, and because of the groove moving around so much. Yeah, I I love it. I love that angle, and um, you know, you need you need something to have some confidence in, and I have confidence in you. So there we have it. <laughs> I got one more matchup. Do it, and it's a fade of Kevin Harvick. I'm taking yes. Eric Amarola over Kevin Harvick plus one twenty five. I feel like this is a slam dunk play. We've seen Almirola have most of his, his success in his career on these flat tracks. We've seen him do well in intermediates as well, so it's not like he can't do well on like the larger ovals. So uh, last year he took the pole in this very race, uh, and he parlayed that pole into a top five finish. Didn't quite get the win, but he had a lot, a lot of, lot of speed, and he's uh, got a lot. A lot he, he has a lot more speed than Kevin Harvick this weekend, but not quite as much speed as last year because he's in that Ford. I think that those Fords are off so far this weekend. But, I mean, Kevin Harvick's lap times were in the cellar today. Uh, he's he's also breaking in new uh, a couple new pieces on his pit crew. So that, that could be a fade material as well. That's interesting. I actually didn't know that, so I appreciate you bringing that information up for me. Listen, I got your back, Jack. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> what do we think about? What, do you like the Kurt Busch over Harvick fade that's available on DraftKings? I do. I like that quite a bit. I think Kurt Busch had pretty good lap times today. If you look at uh, his pace overall, uh, w- whatever the pace was, I know it was better than Harvick's. But I can bring it up here right now. Uh, Ten lap average. I mean, you look at Bubba Wallace, who is Kurt Busch's teammate. I would say Kurt Busch is the better driver amongst those two, and Bubba Wallace was leading the whole field. So, uh, I mean, Kurt Busch was 19th in a 10-lap run, but that was still 10 spots better than Kevin Harvick down there in 29th. So, Mm. I would – 
you, you got to assume that Kurt Busch is going to catch up to his teammate there in Bubba Wallace as the race trim plays out. So it's a very good play in my opinion. Nice. Yeah, that's that's good with me then. That's all I've hit submit on so far. I guess we'll have to see how qualifying goes tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, let's get those uh, those pole winners in. Uh, yeah, like Larson there. I, I like Larson to take the pole, and then like uh, like we mentioned, kind of uh, back up a little bit in the race. Um, behind him, let's get Cedric uh, and Amarola there, and all of that. I don't know if they have pole odds. Looks like they yeah, do pole, have poles up right race. now. Yeah, that, that should probably go on Saxy song. Pulls up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we got Larson plus 750, so that's a little bit better than what we tipped it at. Uh, we've got Cindric 25 to 1. And Almarola, where are you, buddy? Almarola. Man, is he not listed? Oh, 41. No, oh. Way down. Yeah, so those three, we, we split a unit up. We won a half a unit on Kyle Larson, and then we... Uh, Quarter unit Cindric, quarter unit Almarola, and that that is a good start to a Saturday if one of those hit. Oh, sounds oh. yeah. What's up? One more one more note, uh, Phil. Did you see that Martin Truex signed for next year for, to JGR for one more season? Yeah, we can no longer play the "Is he going to come back?" Maybe he's not invested angle. So he's in. He's, he's just in. not just not very good. Is that it? He's he's pretty good. I just I didn't know how invested he was, like uh, how interested he was in figuring out this new car. And you know, maybe it's a money grab. Maybe it's like signing one more contract before you retire. Who knows? I mean, he he hasn't been the Martin Truex of old, but I did see it, and very curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, I'm curious to see how his mindset is gonna is gonna be this weekend. With that in mind, um, we didn't know where he stood, but I guess now we know. Uh, we know exactly where he's standing, so he's he's yeah. uh, still got some fight in him. Fantastic! You love to see it, the old grizzled vet. One more, <laughs> one more time. Oh, All right, at least gang. one more time. Yeah. Who knows what happens at the next year? Oh, okay, let's calm down. Let's calm down here. <laughs> But I am completely exhausted. Oh, God, I have nothing yes. more to add. Steve, do you? Nope, I'm good to go. Uh, that's all we got for this weekend, right? We got no IndyCar. We got no Formula One. Uh, Formula One. It, Formula One is back next week. I don't know where it's at, but we'll be here for it. Yeah, I, I don't care. We're still betting it. <laughs> we'll figure it out as we it's go. Not in fucking Canada anymore, so we're good. <laughs> Well, you have a fantastic evening, Arch, and we'll, we'll see you back here in seven hours and 40 minutes for the morning show. Oh boy, I can't wait. All right, Steve, I will talk to you later. Yes, sir. It is the British Grand Prix for Formula One, so we'll see you in oh, Britain. Canada. <laughs> is Britain a country? Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.